Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. Now back to Riffin' with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we're back again. It's Riffin' with Raph and AD. It's Wednesday night. It is the quickest two hours of the week. Mr. Larson, I've got a question for you. Being an athletic director, I'm guessing you've had to interview for some coaches in your time. What are maybe a couple of your go-to questions that you go to when you're interviewing a prospective coach? Um. I'll tell you what, that's, that's, a, that's a great question, Ralph. And uh, there's there's a guy by the name of Joe Ehrman uh, that, that, that talks about uh, three-dimensional coaching. And he's got four questions that that he says are are great for telling you who people are. And those questions are, are why do you coach? Why do you coach the way that you do? How does it feel to be coached by you? And how do you define success? Hmm. And I'll tell you what, you, you want to know what people are about, ask them those questions, and you'll get an answer. So you said here, I'm going to write this, I type this in. Why do you coach? Why do you coach the way that you do? How does it feel to be coached by you? Which I love that question. I love all of them. This also one here. How do you define success? How do you define success? Go ahead, Ralph. Yep, caught me off guard there, AD. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be ready at all times, that, that, baby. That, 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 that's just honesty right there. Honesty right there. Well, ready at all you know, times, I'll, baby. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, though, guys. I mean, it's, we, we've, all been, we've all been part of teams that, you know, we've, we've been fortunate. We've been part of teams that have been, been really, really good. Uh, I mean, you know, AD, you got a national championship ring. Uh, Raf and I have been fortunate enough to be a part of some, some high school state championships. You know, John's daughter obviously experienced some of the greatest success you're, you're going to experience as a high school athlete. We've been a part of those journeys. Mm-hmm. We've also been a part of journeys that, that maybe you know going into the season. Like, look, it, it is what it is. We just don't have what it's going to take to win a championship this year. So what does a successful season look like for us? 
Hmm. And it's not, it's not necessarily in terms of, well, we got to win eight games, 12 games, you know, depending on what sports you're talking about. It goes back again to that, that transformational kind of leadership. What kind of people am I going to build? What life skills am I going to teach these young men or women? You know, how are we going to make this year fun? Mm-hmm. Because, because I'll tell you what, as, as a dad, I've got two rules for my kids uh, when, when they participate in sports. It's, it's play as hard as you can and have fun. Because mm-hmm. if you aren't if you aren't doing those two things, why are you there? Right. You know, <clears throat> along with that, AD. You know, when I was coaching, um, I always looked up to Coach Brown, Ron Brown, mm-hmm. and I still remember. I if you go back to some of the old media guides when he was coaching, it has their coaching philosophy in it, right. and I can almost recite it. Right. And he, he would always say every athlete that he has has a combination of three things, yep. char- character, work ethic, and skill. Yep. And with no, and they are unique to them. Nobody else can duplicate that combination. Mm-hmm. And his job as a coach was to maximize the potential of that <laughs> individual player. And I was like, man, that, that is, that's about as right as you can get, in my opinion. Right. And uh, and that goes right along with the 3D coaching model because, you know, success um, is 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 um, not always in wins and losses, mm-hmm. but but in the the preparation and the effort you give to reach that, and the process and the chemistry of the team and all those other things mixed together, that's where the magic happens. You know, John, both of you guys had great points. Uh, a lot of great valid points right there. Uh, Larson said, why do, why, why do you coach? Uh, why do you coach the way that you do? How does it feel to be coached by you? How do you define success? And Larson, I liked uh, also when you said, as a parent, play as hard as you can, have fun. And Raph, I mean, not Raph, but Squire, you brought the same points that I heard. I mean, I experienced from Coach Brown personally for a number of years, not only as a player, but when I was the, uh, the one of the ball boys for the, uh, the summer football camps up there at the big red schools, work ethic, skill, and character, and how do you maximize those in each player? Let me ask you guys this, man. How do you get the most out of every player? I mean, maybe that one is, okay, think about this. We, we go to Coach Brown's philosophy. The kid's a high-character kid. He's got all the skills in the world, but work ethic's lacking. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? John, you were coached at the high school level, mm-hmm. uh, coached at Lincoln East for a number of years. And North Star. And North Star as, as well. You got a lot of years under your belt. Let's say the kid is a high-character kid. High character kid. And I can do. I can, I can flip flop things anyway, but I'm saying the kid's a high character kid, and it's got skill. I mean, just like stupid skill. But the dude is kind of lazy, or the gal is kind of lazy. How do you coach that? You know, I can think of a couple kids at North Star, and one of them was probably my all time favorite kid I've ever coached. His name was Maurice Moore. Mm-hmm. He's a very successful uh, insurance man in Arizona now. I'm super mm-hmm. proud of him, but. Um, I think things were so easy for him. It just came mm. so easy for him that mm. he could just show up and still be the best athlete on the team. Mm. And, you know, he was a six seven high jumper, and he was the fastest kid on the team, and he was six four, And, you know, this kid probably could have been an NFL wide receiver. He was a bad boy. You remember yeah. Maurice? Yeah. 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 And so um, – but, you know, at that time, he had a lot of other stuff going on, and, and – um, it just he I, I really do feel he gave us the best he had to offer at that point in time in his life and 
he went on and um went to community college did did a good job and he's he's been a very successful adult but you know every kid's different i think some kids lack confidence uh some some kids can't handle pressure whether it's um the pressure they're putting on themselves or pressure Mm -hmm. that maybe their families put it on them or nil nil yeah (laughs) right right some of those external pressures money 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 that can be a factor sometimes it's the chemistry on the team with players or coaches and so yeah it's 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 taking all those little things and and looking at detail at each kid and seeing really getting to know them having a relationship with them and you know our job isn't to um, you know, make every kid the same. It's like, man, we just got to squeeze all the juice out of this orange as we can squeeze, man. And some have a lot to give and others, others don't, but it's still the, you know, most of the time it's the best they have. And so you just try to coach everybody up. John, I love it. When I think about the things that you said, Lars, you mentioned here that how do you define success? When you ask a coach, you, you've been an administrator, how do you define success? Let me ask you both this. When I was coaching my boys years ago in midget football, and they were playing midget football when they were kids, I remember kind of the popular saying that came about, you know, kind of popular. At least I started hearing it about 15 years ago. I, didn't, I definitely didn't hear it in Nebraska, you know. But I would hear this. It doesn't matter where you play as long as you're having fun. What? <laughs> I would hear this. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. That's right. Are we having fun? Now, I'm not negating what you said, Larson, having fun, because what you said first says play hard. Play as hard as you can. So it, so it kind of negates that comment. But how do you feel when a coach, when you say, how do you define success? You know, I want to make sure kids are having fun. Now, I'm, I'm going to put this in two parts, okay? That is one of the dumbest sayings I've ever heard. I'm sorry if it offends some people, but it's the way it is. Harrison, if you're here stinking up the show, and I'm here stinking up the show, and Raph's stinking up the show, DP is not going to say, hey, guys, you know what? You guys are horrible, but are you having a good time on Wednesday nights? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Larson, you as an administrator. John, you as an administrator. Your superintendent is not going to come to you guys and say, you know what? You guys are screwing things up administrative-wise. Uh, your peers think you're both screwing up. But, hey, are you having fun, fellas, at Logan View and there in Raymond Central Mount? No, that's not going to happen. You have to produce. So when I hear this seep in in today's society, well, it's not just today's. It's been going on for the past decade, give or so take. It doesn't matter if we win or lose, you're having fun. Fellas, I understand we got to play hard, but is winning important? Larsa, go ahead. absolutely important. We keep score for a reason. That's right. Winning is, winning is important. But, but there's going to be games where I go into uh, where I'm not going to say it's impossible. I used to tell my, my kids, I, you know, I coach girls basketball at, at a couple of different volleyball schools, which was an uphill climb. Uh, but I, I told kids, you know what, uh, I'm never going to go into a game believing we're going to lose. I like I'm that. going to go into a game believing that what we've done in terms of preparation, the scouting report the coaches have put together, the work that the kids have done in practice, mm-hmm. I'm going to go into every single game believing that what we've done is enough to get it done. Hmm. Now, I, may not, I may not always be right, but, but as long as everybody that, that I'm working with, assistant coaches, my players, as long as they're going into the game believing that too, and as long as they play hard, I can handle getting beat. Right, yeah. right. Because okay? I know there's going to be some days where I'm not the best team on the floor 
or the field or what are you know what are the court whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but we've got to be all in all the time Squares, how would you say that? Yeah, man? you know, a couple, of, the couple of my favorite games looking back on one was when I was at Lincoln East and uh, Jimmy Epke was there as our quarterback. Epke, yeah. We were playing in the quarterfinals against Millard South, and it was, we took some shots and uh, took some punches in the mouth, and we, I, I just look back at that game at how we responded to adversity, and it ended up on a basically a fourth down. We were down. 17 10 and inside the five yard line and epke took off tried to jump over the pile and it was just it we lost the game 17 10 but it was probably at the time it was just gut-wrenching but looking back i know the kids were proud of how we played and it was so much fun because it was the the level of competitiveness was off the charts mm-hmm. that night, and uh, same goes for when I was at North Star. We were in the quarterfinals, I think, again against Creighton Prep. Mike Stick was their quarterback, mm. who later went on to what North Dakota State. North, was, was it North Dakota State or North, one of those two? One of, one those. of those. Yep, absolutely. And uh, yeah. it, it, it was a was yeah, it was it was a dog fight, and we ended up winning or losing that game in a real close game too. But just. Probably as a coach, one of the things I would be most proud of is how my team would respond at with adversity and mm-hmm. how hard they competed. Like right. sometimes we'd win, sometimes we'd lose those games, but in the end, that's what brought me a lot of joy. Absolutely, just the competitiveness. I I want somebody that loves the game and loves to compete. I love it. I yeah. love it. You know what, John? What you just said, and both what you said. You know, tough games bring out lessons. And there's one thing that Coach Osborne would say, uh, that, but people would say, that, that, that thought we hated Oklahoma. Coach Osborne said, Oklahoma mm-hmm. made, made us better. Yeah. Yep. They made us better. Florida State made us better. Miami made us better. Because it's like, okay. Because it was never a lack of effort, like we're both talking on our parts. So that, that my original question was, how do you deal with a kid that has high character, high skill, but the work ethic's not there? Man, when you can, because, John, you brought up a good point. When a kid can just turn off the switch on and off, it's almost not fair. Mm-hmm. Because some kids have that talent. They can just, you know what, it's game time. And, and it just go to another level. How do you coach a kid, though? I'm going to ask you both this. How do you coach a kid when you know that he or she may not be the best practice player, but, man, when those lights come on, they transform. It's like, booyah! Yep. And how do, you, how do you deal with a player like that? Because it's kind of a delicate thing because you can't handle them too softly because the players who aren't as talented be like, man, Coach Larson and Carl Squire – don't sweat him or her like that, like they sweat me. How do you deal with a player? Because that's kind of an anomaly, man. Yeah. How do you deal with a player like that? Lars is saying on that. Be ready to answer that, man. That's a that's a learned behavior, I think, and it goes back to how how practices are run and organized, mm. and how you set up practices to compete. Right. And if they really like to compete, mm. you can get that out of them. And if I like they that. if they just view practices monotonous and just going through the motions, yeah, they're not gonna have any fun with that but again finding the love in the game and the competitiveness and i see chris richardson um dialed in or oh you know and i can say i hope he's still listening because i was i had some great coaches in in junior high Coach school fred richardson, his God dad rest be his soul. one of them god rest Coach um, his soul, fred man. richardson and george nutt and those Mr. guys nutt. uh coached us at color junior yes, high did. and it was competitive as you can be and before school, at lunch. Oh yeah. I After mean, school, there was 
those those sessions usually ended in somebody getting punched in the nose. Oh, there were some fights, man. <laughs> you, you you might be fighting, but it was about because yeah. you wanted to win. You wanted to win, and I guess <clears throat> when you're talking about athletes, is finding what motivates them. Again, level of motivation is different with everybody, but I if like they that. really love the game and they like to compete, then then it's your job as a coach to to get that out of to them. bring it out yeah i'm gonna give a quick shout out to color cougars right now actually we're only like four blocks away from the original well actually even four blocks like two and a half blocks yeah. from color middle school uh, uh richardson man chris appreciate your brother man god rest pops his soul coach was a, a heck of a coach heck of a father heck of a husband just a heck great of a great teacher great teacher uh he made me enjoy science and I struggled in science something terribly, but he made it enjoy it. Also, the late George Nutt was another great teacher we had there at Color Middle School. We can go on and on. Larson, how would you answer that, man? You have a kid that, you know, that he or she, I mean, practice is kind of just, you know, yeah. But when those lights came on, it was like, boom, they're a different player. How do you deal with that? Well, I, I think John touched on it right away to start is, you know, with every kid being an individual and the coaches having the relationship with them to know what they're like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every kid's got buttons you can push. Mm. Some kids, some kids, you can push a little harder than others. I like that. Some kids, you know, you've got to know how each kid can be coached, and that's that's one thing. In, in preseason meetings with kids, you know, I would I would ask kids, how do you like to be coached? You know, you tell me. You know, do you, you want me to get after you? You know, because I can do that. You know what's funny? I had a few, I had a few dudes that did that to me. Do you, do you want me to get after you, or or do you want me to be the guy that comes and puts the arm around you and has a conversation? Because hmm. I need to know from you what's going to help you be the best that you can be. Uh, you know, John talked about again. How do you structure practice? If it's if it's all about competition, okay, let's make practice competitive. Everything is, you know, we've got a winner and a loser, and there's a consequence for losing. Okay, and if you've got that kid that maybe. Maybe effort's a problem, okay? I'm going to maybe put you at a slight disadvantage in practice. Mm-hmm. So I know you've got to go, and you've got to give me everything you have if you don't want to lose. Larson, we appreciate I'm going to set it up that way. You're going to set it up that way. John, we're going to have you answer this question. We're going to pay some bills real fast, folks. We got. I mean, this is a great conversation. The time is going by so daggum fast, man. You are with with Raph and A.D., on 93.7 a ticket, we'll be right back with you. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. 